when I fucking tell you. When I fucking tell you. Yeah. I slam dunked that. I have never in my fucking life have wheeled and dealed a fucking uh, situation so fucking hard. Oh my god. So I'm so proud. Dude, Tell me everything. Dude, I like I was like, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of this job. I'm so fucking miserable. I don't like doing this anymore. There's gotta be something way more technical that actually like uses all my skill sets because right now I'm just yeah. I'm just pulling dates and just putting in fucking lousy together PowerPoints and I was like, I'm sure they're useful Gross. for somebody, but like that's not what I wanna do. I'm so sorry. So um I call I got into contact with another company. And their recruiter, you know, reached out to me and I was like wheeling and dealing with her. I was like, like, yeah, just, oh, like it was so good. It was so good. Like we were just like, uh, just going back and forth of being like, I want this job. Like, help me help you. Like, you know, like, (laughs) let's make it work, baby. Like, it was just like, it was so awesome. And so she's like, I love you. I was like, oh my God, thank you. I was like, I just, please give me a job. (laughs) So um, that was like on monday and then she's like so she's like let me call my people i'm gonna get back to you i was like please i was like even if i need to talk to your people i was like please let me know like i will talk to your people vouch for me and she was like oh my god she was like we need to get you in here i was like please please you have to like you on my knees i will beg get me the fuck out of here so she um calls me back in like 30 minutes she's like are you good i was like absolutely i was like absolutely anything for you what can i do for you like i will make all yeah. the time in the world for you <laughs> she's yeah, like well, what you baby girl what you need yeah so she was like i'm just she's like i'm just gonna put you in front of a bunch of people and have you just like interview for these jobs i went what you know what what happened? What? She's like, you do what now? she's like, yeah, we're gonna do like an hour with a group of managers and the second hour with another group of managers. And I went, Jesus, what? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. So she was like, Thursday at two, and I said, Thursday at two is great. So I went in. Today's Thursday, so we're recording on Thursday. That so yes. this happened a couple hours ago. So I went in. Ha, 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 ha. I didn't know what the fuck to expect. I don't know what I was walking to, into. So of course, dumbass me, I left my ID in the car. And a lot of times when you go, to, yeah, when you go into these buildings, you have to bring in IDs to get in. And yeah. uh, I was like, I left my ID in the car. I'll be right back. And so I just ran out the door and I ran down <laughs> the street to my car and got it and ran back in. So um, they actually. I like I was the interviewee, but I was actually not the interviewee. There were three positions that all of them wanted me. All of them wanted oh. me. Oh yeah, because I oh, was like God. I was like I'm gonna have to wheel a deal. Like I'm gonna have to like sell myself. No 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 no. No, they all knew. Yes, your worth. they were ready. Yes, they were ready. They were trying to sell it, and they were like they were like our group. Great. The next group, fu- <laughs> fuck them. Like they were just like like <laughs> screw them. Like our group's the best, and then like the two managers that were like arguing for me, they were like going back and forth. They're like, oh yeah, like in a year down the line, you're just like, oh yeah, that manager sucks, and you want to come work for me. And of course, I busted out <laughs> laughing. So they were like trying to sell themselves, and I was like, okay. So then he left, and then like the like the staffing guy was like, listen, um, the next group is gonna be for electrical engineers. Like this first one you interviewed was just for AI, but he was like, I think the next next position is gonna be more up your alley. I went, yeah, huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that's what you went to school for. Yeah, so. yeah. So he so then we were talking. He's like, yeah, one position doesn't like it doesn't pay well more than the other, and like blah blah blah. And so I was like, okay. I was like, well, we'll talk. I was like, you know, like. I also want to be happy, but I also want to be making, you know, money. So I was like, we'll yeah. see. So we'll see. So um, 
then the next interview happened and I just fell in love. I just fell in love. And I was like, oh my Ooh. God, it has everything. It has AI and electrical and computer engineering. Like, are you kidding yeah, me? they're stupid to think you take the first thing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God. I was like, and, and then we like traveled to like Phoenix and like California. And I was like, I'm fucking sold. So I was like, all right. This is good. I like this. So then I walked out of the yeah. building and then I drove home. And by the time I got home, I got a call 30 minutes later from the woman again. And she was just like, and, I, and as soon as I answered, I was like, just the woman I wanted to talk to. And she starts laughing. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was like, you know, I said, I liked these two spots. I said, these two spots. And I was like, but honestly, it's just going to be what's going to pay more. And, yeah. and so she's like, you're asking this. But you said that you wanted that. I said, yes. But I said, can we please, I said, please ask for the higher number. I said, let's just, please don't do me that way. I was like, higher number, like, let's just work with that. And so she's like, all right, all right, all right. She's like, I don't know what we can do, but let's figure out. I was like, it, it was like, if they say no, they say no. I said, we'll go from there. I said, just ask. And if they, like, they can't kill you and eat you too. She's like, all right. She goes, let me call you back. I was like, all right, cool. She fucking calls me back and says, you got it. And you got it. You got the job. You got the money. Oh, fuck yeah. I said, Pam, I said, get me in. And she was like, I got it. She was like, I'm done. Yep. So I was like, I wanted I wanted to start working with you guys yesterday. Like, that's how ready I am. Because she was like, when do you want to? Yeah. I was like, yesterday. She just starts laughing. So she's like, all right. She's like, we're going to send you some stuff. And like, we have to do like a couple of things before like before we can actually like get you a start date. But like, just yeah. fill out the forms as they come to you. And then we're going to send you the official offer, sign that. And then we can like get that ball rolling. And then we'll go from there. I went, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I've never in my life got an offer that quickly. I'm so excited for you. You're going to have so much fun. Yes. I'm kill it. so pumped. I am so pumped. It was like with. This is wonderful. Yes. I, the last job that I got um, when I interviewed, it was 24 hours that I got the approval. Yeah. This was an hour. Yeah. No, this was fast. This was an hour. I don't think. um they desperately wanted you to work for them. Yes, they all wanted me because they were like, we need with like the 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 job that I accepted. They said that they're actually drowning in work right now. So I was like, oh shit, that actually makes me happy because that means I'm not going to be fucking sitting at my desk on a Friday wanting to bang my face off of the desk because I'm so fucking bored. Oh, absolutely. I'll have stuff to do. Yeah, and that's what I told them because they were like, what's an ideal job? I was like, well, I wake up in the morning and I'm not miserable because I have to go to a place <laughs> that I hate. And so they start laughing. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, that's a serious point, though. Yeah. And I was like, I hate working at this. I said, call me crazy. I said, I don't know. I said, I just want to go in. If I have to spend eight hours in a place, I said, I want to be productive. I want to be stimulated and I want to be satisfied. I said, this place that I'm working at, I said, there's usually Fridays and another day during the week. I'm just bored because I'm just sitting in meetings all day long. I said, that's no way to have a job. No, that's miserable. That's how I feel about Mondays at my current job because. Yeah meeting day and i hate it gross yeah it's fun well i'm very excited for you and i'm looking forward to hearing all about it yes i will i will let you know the deets i'm so excited okay tell me about the thing that you like almost traumatized me with or apparently you're about to traumatize me with i'm so excited okay so um you, you remember i went to the british isles yes yes okay so that includes uh england scotland ireland and wales south ireland um well, have you ever heard of something called the Irish National Stud? No, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so, all right. 
For those of you that are scream laughing, because I'm sure at least one of you out there knows what that is. <laughs> what the um, fuck? It's it's located in. Oh God, I can't. Hold on. Let me do a, a quick a quick Google because I cannot remember where the fuck it's located. Um, in Tully Kildare, Ireland. Okay. In County Kildare, Ireland. Okay. So keep in mind, I was 16 years old when I went. So. A stud, a stud farm, is just a place that you go to breed horses. Ew. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> Ew, so it's just a bunch of horses having sex? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck would you take 16-year-olds there? So, what the like- fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> when, you, when you work at a stud farm, it's not just, hey, this horse is going to mount your mare. It's, oh, you want to pay us a lot of money to get you horse semen and mail it to you. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't want to know anything about this right now. What the fuck? Wait, so you mean to tell me there's there's people whose job it is to do all the steps fucking required (laughs) to get horse semen. Is this what you're fucking telling me? Yeah, it's real. That exists. That's a real thing. I got to see the whole setup with my own two fucking eyeballs. I'm sorry. What the? <laughs> 16. <laughs> Disgusting. So, so the the reason that I brought this up um, is not not for all of that malarkey. What? No, the reason the reason that I brought this up is because in my mind's eye, I remember seeing this sweet little pony. He was so cute. And by cute, uh, like he, he was cute. Um, he was fucking mad. He was an asshat. Like, he was the meanest pony I've ever met, and ponies by nature are just assholes. Where the fuck is this story going? I'm so scared. He was used to get the mares excited. The fuck? But he never was allowed to, like, get close to the mares. So he, so he was just there to get them excited. He was a fluffer, is what you're saying. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> that poor horse died without ever <laughs> Wow, that shit, you get, you fucking do this whole job of, like, oh my god, poor guy. I think about that poor boy. No, and, and then I decided uh, to go to their website, because the Irish National Stud does, in fact, have a website. Oh my god. And just out of curiosity, God, look, listen to these some of these no. fucking names, dude. No. 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 No, you want to. Decorated Knight is one of the horses. The, 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 wait, 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 this is I can't fucking talk. This is freaking me out. Yeah. This is the name of the horses. Yeah, this is the name of the stallions that they keep. Um and that they have like on like up right now. So decorated knight. Um they have Phoenix of Spain. Um Dragon Pulse. <laughs> what the fuck? Who who is like, you know what, let's get get it get it together, get it together. <gasps> name all of our horses oh. these fucked up oh. names. What the fuck? Dragon oh. Pulse. I don't like Dragon Pulse. What the fuck? So stupid. Uh, there's Free Eagle. I bet he's American. <laughs> oh my god. There's, this is my favorite. Elusive Pumpernickel. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. No. Uh, he's only uh, 2,000 pounds. <laughs> His fee is only 2,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive Pumpernickel right there. Free Eagle's 5,000 pounds. Oh, oh God. Decorated Knight is 75. 
<laughs> How much is Dragon Pulse? Oh. oh, Christ, I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I feel like the more elaborate the name, the more expensive oh. the horse is. Oh. oh, no, he's only 2,000 pounds. Oh. Uh, but, of course, each of these, um, every single one of these horses has, like, their um, uh, their name. Uh, like, what coloring they are when they were born, their sire and their dam. And then it has the fee and then the height of the horse. Ah. And it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Is Pumpernickel oh. short? Oh, I don't know. How many hands? No, I mean, they're all like 12 to 15 hands, ah, depending. Okay. Um, elusive Pumpernickel is a uh, white or a uh, uh, beautiful black horse, though, with little tiny white feet. No, he's 16.3 hands. He's quite a quite. Oh, that's big. Yeah, quite, quite big for a horse. Oh, great. Yeah. I hate uh, that. It just it no. cracks me up. Um, and I will never, ever forget that poor little angry, angry pony. I will never forget him. No, I'd be fucking angry, too. <laughs> I think, actually, the guy there made that joke. And I was like, this is uncomfortable. I'm 16. What's happening? <laughs> Overseas trips are fucking wild with, like, teenagers. <laughs> oh, they're crazy. Oh, they're crazy. We got to see a lot of cute little uh, babies, though. They were sweet. Running around with their... Um, mom and dad horses or a sire and dam as they say they're very cute but yeah uh fun fact there you go there's some wild stuff that i learned while i was over in ireland you're welcome now if anybody ever asks you uh if you know anything about horse breeding you can say uh no a very small amount snowberry and i'm 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 just i'm just silent because i'm upset you're welcome there's also lucky vega that's a horse he's a what a classical uh, winning horse. You want know to else? Wild is a classical winning horse. No, tell me. <laughs> I come up with the stupidest fucking things. <laughs> Spooky stories. It's my favorite part. Is it? Yes. Is it really? Yes. That's not knitting. Is that? Are you knitting? No, it's crocheting. I was about to say you're crocheting. Yeah, I'm crocheting. You told me knitting. I don't know why I put knitting, yeah. but I'm crocheting. Okay. What are, so, you, what are you? Are you crocheting another bookmark? I'm actually crocheting a headband. I have a big head, but I'm making a headband. Don't laugh at me. I'm laughing. I have a big head. Hold it. That's what it is. You're like 5'8", though, right? Yeah, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, somewhere in there. Okay. I'm 5'5". Five, five. Somewhere between those heights. You don't know how tall you are? I think I'm five eight five seven. I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm exactly five foot five inches. Oh, you're tiny. Just fuck off. Sorry, mm. you're just small. Very small. Anyways, heads or tails? Uh, heads. Tails. I go first. Me. <laughs> but before I go first. Oh, that's aggressive. Uh, if you wanna. Yeah. Yep. I don't fucking remember what I'm supposed to say here. <laughs> Something about Patreon. Oh, if you want to support this and um, Zoe traumatizing me more with fucked up um, uh, what the stud farm or whatever the fuck. Yeah, there you go. Jesus. Oh, uh, well. pl- please be sure to head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash haunther. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have the $5 investigator tier where you just get your standard shout out. Thank you. Shout out. Thank you. I think that's it. And then if you sign up for the... I'm tired. If you sign up for the $7... That's so great. I know. $7 medium tier, you get access to bonus episodes on our patreon and a sticker in the mail 
a whole mail sticker. I mean, I was going to say, um, you get a personal virtual high five from Zoe, but that's never going to happen. Eventually, eventually I'll get there. Don't you lie. Eventually <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah, we'll see you about just, that. Y'all have to just like be Patreons long enough for me to get my shit together. <laughs> that's all. That's the support. Sorry. That's that's the long game. That's long haul right yeah. there. You guys got to stick around yeah, yeah, long yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay, are we ready? Yes. Tell me a story. I, Katie Groves, will be covering either... I don't know what I'm going to put on the episode title yet. Either Bowman, the either Bo- <gasps> Bowman House or Laurel Hall. Uh, okay. And of course the mausoleum. Ma- 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 help me. What's that word? Mausoleum. Mausoleum. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my God. The mausoleum that went with it. It's all haunted. Oh, of course it is. I mean, it's a mausoleum. Right. But this is this is pretty interesting. Like it's it's very light, but it's very interesting if you think about it. Okay. I do love interesting. Okay, so I'll tell you the interesting part when we get there. And I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out for you, and then I want to see if you're picking up what I'm putting down the interesting part. You ready? Yeah, okay. tell me. All right, great. So this story, as any story goes, yeah. starts with a straight white man. Now! Um, John P. A white man. No. <laughs> I know. Uh, John P. Bowman. He was a. I thought you were going to say Piedmont. <laughs> no, who? Don't know why. Who? Piedmont. Who? I don't know why. Is that somebody in particular I should know about? No. Okay, great. John P. Bowman. He, hey. he was a farmer's boy, and he grew up in Clarendon, Vermont. We're in Vermont this week, or at least for my episode. Oh, Vermont. So he, <laughs> so John went on to be an apprentice, to go go on to be training as an apprentice in uh, tanning. Because this was, oh. oh, sorry, hang on. This was uh, 18, like 20s, 30s. Okay, I'm t- disappointed he wasn't going to be a bowman. Maker. I am so it's sick. I'm so sick of you. I'm so Never. Si- I'm so sick of you. Okay, so he goes on. His, so his, his deal is tanning. Okay, so he moves to New York five years later, and he, he jumps around the city uh, working from city not New York State, jumps from city to city working as a tanner. Okay, so he saves up his own money yeah. to opening up a tanning place or salon business. I don't, a tannery. I don't know what a place to go, a place to tan is. Tanning, tanning leather hides hides right yeah. yeah i was about to say there, there wasn't tanning beds yet no 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 no. no. i'm saying like what is the name yeah. of the, what yeah, is the yeah, name yeah. of the establishment to which you you're right tannery tannery thank you yeah okay yeah. great you said it correctly i said salon uh and then you said tannery it's fine eventually i got there so in shrewberry vermont is where he opens this up so this was also close to where he grew up as a kid shrewberry shrewberry don't, what a name I, I don't know so he he did pretty well and that in the tanning industry, he ended up marrying his sweetheart Jenny E. Gates in 1849. Gross. Straight. And then it went on to be elected. <laughs> <laughs> it startles me every time. Uh, elected. Uh, la, la la la. He was elected as the Vermont State Legislator in 1851. I don't know what a state legislator is, but here we are. Opened up another tanning. St- it's not a fucking tanning salon, you <laughs> asshole. Now I got what I'm saying. I didn't mean to put tanning salon. I a- <laughs> he opened up his tanning salon with 53 beds. Tannery. A tannery. Why did I? I When I put salon, I still wasn't thinking as modern day tanning beds. I was still just thinking. A, I don't, okay. Subconsciously, my brain knew what was going on. Consciously, I'm a fucking idiot. So... <laughs> Mm. Okay, so he opened up another tannery back in New York, and he also oh, so the, he made the most hit the most stroke. I'm having a help. 
<laughs> he also capitalized on the American Civil War selling leather to the Union Army. Oh, what a dick. Hey, I mean, what in doubt. Uh, well, okay, yeah, no. What in doubt. What a what a so, businessman. All right, it's Tony Stark. Selling leather, selling <laughs> missiles. I mean, it's just you just gotta do what you I gotta mean, do. Did he sell to the South too? No, it just said Union. Oh. I was about to say, because that's Tony Stark. I don't think Somebody in Vermont would have sold because Vermont's very, very blue. Oh, very, very God, no. Very, very blue. So even though he was a pretty cool dude and well liked by his family, um, or like his family liked him, everyone liked him. He was actually a pretty nice guy. Uh, his family did suffer. In 1854, his infant daughter died of either scarlet fever or strep throat. Well, that's not what I wanted to hear. In June of 1879, his 22-year-old daughter either died of typhoid, cholera, or TB. Jesus. Is cholera right? Cholera? Thank you. Hold on. Cholera. Where it is. C-H-O-L-E-R-A. Yeah, that's cholera. Cholera. Um, six months later, his wife starts no! <laughs> taking, taking a turn for the worse. Um, this so, poor man. Yep, starts going downhill. Uh, not looking good. So uh, at the so as she starts, to, her health starts to go into decline before she kind of kicks the bucket. Uh, they are like, so they kind of like focus on him and being like, how are you going to go on to like keep doing you? So yeah. they decided to build their dream home together, or they decided that he needs to build a dream home that their family was supposed to be in. That's really sad. Yes. So that was that was a project for him to do all that to like ease his grief to kind of like put his focus in. Blah, blah, blah. So she passed. So he lost all members of his family. And it was just him again. So he didn't dwell on it. He went right into setting up his dream. So he went to the Clarendon City peeps and he said that he wanted to build a wild, 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 wild family mausoleum in the uh, town cemetery. And they said no. Well, I mean, it's pretty it was wild. It's pretty fucking cool. Well, listen to what he did. This is actually really, really nice. So he went okay. on he went on to the Laurel the Laurel Cemetery, which is like why it's called the Laurel Laurel Hall. So, yeah. he, so he went to the town of Laurel and he asked to build the build his thing there and they said, Yeah, go for it. We don't fucking care. So he did. And it's called the We don't care, man. We don't care, man. Whatever. So he built so they built the uh, Laurel Hall Mausoleum. Okay. While it was being built, he also spoofed up the cemetery. Like, he actually made it, like, almost like a park. Like, a, like a picnic park. Oh, cute. Yeah, like, made it, like, elaborate and shit. He, okay, so, let's see. He enlarged the cemetery, added 800 feet worth of walls around the cemetery, adding three gates and a driveway throughout the cemetery. So, you can either ride your, like, walk walk the driveway or ride your horse and buggy through the um, cemetery. He added trees. Cute. Yes, super cute. Trees, two fountains, and benches to which you could sit and contemplate. Aw. It was super nice. That's kind of nice. All right, so now listen to this motherfucker. This mausoleum was built uh, on the edge of the road, so it would be close to the house on the other side. And the entire mausoleum took a year to complete and $75,000 in the year of like 1860. Jesus. No, no. It would be uh, 18... Early 18s. 1880s. Yeah. 1880. Somewhere around there. Okay. Somewhere around 1880, 1881, 1882. Oh, yeah. yeah. So gotcha. that's... I got revolutionary and civil confused. Yeah. You did great, sweetie. So $75,000 in the 1880s. Jesus. So above the vault door, it says a couch of dreamless sleep. It took 
750 tons of granite, 50, 50 tons of marble. My goodness. Uh, 200,000. I fucked that up. I don't know what that word's supposed to be. 200,000 something else. Bricks? Bricks. That's what it was. Bricks. 200,000 bricks. That's a B-R-I-C-K. I was tired. Uh, 525 barrels of English Portland cement. Oh. 10 barrels of some kind of plaster and 100 loads of sand. And Jesus. it's elaborate. It is fucking gorgeous. It had like a, a, a Egyptian revival done on the inside. Oh, and, wow. And in addition to that, there's a bust of every person in there. So like there's a cute baby statue and then each of the women got their own bust and then he got his own bust inside of the mausoleum. That's really sad. Out also sweet. Yes. And outside of the mausoleum, uh, there is a full scale life-size accurate statue of john is that his name yeah john <laughs> i forgot what his name was john outside of the mausoleum and he's got like like captain morgan in it standing up on a like um step he's got a yeah. funeral wreath in one hand and the mausoleum key in the other hand and it looks like he's crying and it's like really fucking sad no that just sounds really fucking sad it is really fucking sad so so then he builds that song bitch and then he buys property across the street. Yeah, so he can look at it. Yep, so Aww. he builds... Oh, my fucking God. Okay, so right across the street, uh, uh, starts to work on the Bowman Mansion. He, yep, puts it puts it on the land as close as he could to the, the mausoleum so he could be close to his family. And it is considered to be the best Victorian estate in all of Vermont. Damn. It is literally like like Queen Anne style home on fucking crack. It is gorgeous. It's Jeez. two and a half stories tall. And at one point, it's like actually three stories tall. So the house at the time was built with hot and cold running water, electricity. I don't know what Brussels carpets is, but apparently they had carpet at the time. I guess carpet was not a thing back then. Ornate wallpaper and pretty elaborate woodwork. He also installed a three-story tower in the center of the house. And it was speculated so he could like look over the cemetery while he worked. That's so sad. Yeah. So, 10 years later, he uh, he kicks the bucket. He uh, kicks the bucket. He goes 10 years later. That's uh, That sucks. Live 10 more years without your entire family. Ugh. That's so sad. Yeah. So, in the last few years of his life, uh, he was actually, actually, he was actually, actually pretty sick. He apparently left bloodstains on the, on the stairs in the mansion. So, so, they speculate it was either tuberculosis or stomach cancer. Yeah. That he vomited. Either way, not great. Nope, not great. So here's where things get weird. He dies, okay? He dies. Yeah. He did. Okay. So weirdly enough, he left $50,000 in 1891. He left $50,000 in 1981 at the time of his death for the mansion to be maintained for for the family's return. <laughs> Make that face for me again. <laughs> Does he not understand what death is? Um, no, I guess he believes in incarnation. Um, it's speculated that um, they anticipated that they were all just going to return to the house one day, that they were all going to be reincarnated at the same time, and that um, they were just they were just going to come back. They were just going to come back, and they were just going to resume. They were just going to resume living. And also, the fifty thousand dollars included upkeep of the place, but they were also instructed to cook a family meal every single night. So it, that was just in case they were all to just show up one day, and they're going to be like, "I'm hungry, feed me." And so 
Every single night, a family meal was cooked. And then I guess they had to throw all the food away because they didn't. They never showed up. Spoiler alert. That's a little more than eccentric. That's a little, that's it's a little, little much. It's a little much. It's a little much. It's a little oh much. Yeah. So... We're, so at the time, apparently, there was like a trust company that was in New York that held his trust to do that. And then two of his friends were the admins for that. And then eventually there was the Laurel Glen Cemetery Association that was established to like maintain that a little bit better. Yeah. But unsurprising to no one, the investments ran out because I think also like the, dep- Wild. the depression was happening around that time. So some bad investments yeah. and all the money got lost. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. So the house sat empty. From like the 1930s to 40s, 1930s, 40s, 50s, I think 1953 yeah. is when they said. Um, for a little while, it sat empty. And I think a lot of people speculate it's because it was haunted and people knew it. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So there was actually some volunteers from the cemetery that would come into the house and the mausoleum to like maintain it and keep at least keep it clean and keep like people out of it. Yeah. Um, so now they let people tour the cemetery and the house. Because it's oh, cool. so fucking beautiful. The cemetery, I guess the cemetery and the estate turned up in a New York Times magazine, like a, not like the, not the New York Times magazine, but the New York, New York Times like owns derivatives. So like in one of yeah. their, yeah, in one of their magazines, um, the cemetery and the estate popped up in it. And I guess it just drew a lot of people's attention to it. So a lot of people like go and see it all the time. Hmm. So anyways, a private, uh, the, the, a private owner purchased it. Okay. And funnily enough, they did not live in it for long. They turned it into a museum. Weird. Yep. Almost like it's haunted or something. Yep. Weird. Yep. 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 Are you ready for the hauntings? Yeah. Give me. Tell me. All right. So this is it. So I need you. So I need you to. I need to. I. I need you. I need to see if you will catch the interesting thing. Okay. You ready? Yes. So don't be acting up in this house, or you're gonna get a beaten. I can't do anything but act up. I know. You're just a fucking menace to society. So there was a family of visitors with a young child. and Oh, were, shit. Uh, yeah. So you know. You know. So I put in my notes. First off, gross. So <laughs> so there was a group coming through with a, with a, with a child. And she was kind of being a shithead. Like she just had a bad attitude and was making it hard on the tour guide and like hard on everybody. And she was just being an asshole. So there's apparently a painting, I don't, or a painting or a picture. I couldn't figure out which one it was, but there's a pictograph of <laughs> of something, and, some sort of a pictograph. Yes, and um, a visual aid, if you will. And she stuck her tongue out at this pictograph. To which it promptly picked itself up off the wall and flew, f- the, the thing flew and hit her, flew and hit the child. And it fall off the wall and drop on her. It flew off the wall and hit her. I mean, that's one way to teach the kids to not sass their elders, I guess. Yep. So they think that it's um the wife there that did that to her. So. Damn. Yeah. So though the family was not reincarnated, obviously, right? Okay. So like, let's just let's just let's establish that really quick. It's speculated that they did find each other at the mausoleum. So they hear. Did, what did you drop? My crochet hook. I'm how, so sorry for how, all the sound. How could you? How could you? <laughs> so disembodied voices can be heard around the mausoleum. Okay. And it's a man, a woman. A young woman and a baby cooing from within the mausoleum. You can hear all that Ew. stuff. 
Well, it's like they're having pleasant conversations. Like they sound happy and they're talking to one another. Yeah, but they're talking to one another and they're all dead. But it's Ew. it's nice they found each other again. No, now they're all just stuck in this mausoleum for eternity. That's sad. It's pretty fucking cool. Have you Googled it yet? No. I figured I you would. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to finish the epic conclusion to your story. That's, I don't know who you are. Who are you? Who are you? I'm distracted you? by my knitting. Oh, okay. okay then it's that's crocheting. fair. Go back to that. So, so, um, so that's that. So they're, they're, they're heard talking around like that. So in the actual house, the family is actually seen, the whole family is seen in the house. People, Gross. Yeah. So the people who come to visit or to investigate will see family members appear right before them. And they are, they are definitely not shy about like, popping up and seeing people and interacting with people which is kind of fucking crazy which kind of makes sense of why nobody wants to live in the house because if you constantly keep seeing a fucking ghost that is terrifying i don't care if they're just friendly yeah no thank you and they're so vivid that they can each individually be recognized ew yeah like they know it's them and they can like that they can all so the family members can also be heard talking in the house as well as baby cry uh, a baby crying and um Footsteps. Lots and lots of footsteps. And also, like, lights turning off and slight movements of, like, furniture. Because they speculate... No. Yeah, because they speculate Miss Bowman doesn't kind of like, like the furniture arrangement sometimes. So... I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So, also, while people are in the house, the wife shows up often. And she kind of is, like... It's speculated that she, like, keeps an eye on everybody. And she's also seen doing chores in the house. Oh, that's weird. Which I think is fucking crazy. Yeah. Babe, you're dead. You don't have to clean your house anymore. Yeah. But have you have you have you put it together yet? No. No, you haven't. No. Is it not weird? Is it not weird that their ghosts are in the house doing chores, walking around when they never in their actual lives ever stepped foot let on that property, let alone in that fucking house. And they're seen doing chores in the house. Only John lived there. That's the whole fucking thing. That's the gotcha. That's the I gotcha, bitch. None of them fucking stepped foot in the house except for John. Thanks. I hate it. Do you hate it now? That's the that's the level of creep here. They went why? to the they went to the house. I don't know why. Wasn't that fucking creepy? Yes, and I don't understand why it occurred, which makes me kind of upset. Well, like that was their house together. No, it wasn't. They never got into it. Well, he built it for them. That was supposed to be their house. Still gross. I don't like it. I think you'll be all right. You'll be okay. So as for the last the last thing, this was kind of a little bit of a shorty, but a goodie. That's okay. The blood stains that are on the stairs. No, oh, gross. When, yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, when people like walk over it or walk past it, they usually feel kind of bad. That's fair. Yeah. So it kind of just gives people an eerie feeling to just walk near the stuff. To walk, yeah. walk, walk past. So... Yeah, that makes sense. That's the Bowman House and Mausoleum. I think I, I think I. Got They're it. really pretty. Yeah, have you Googled it? Yeah. Okay. It's it's really pretty. It's Sorry, um I makes me uncomfortable. Google just talked, not you, Google. Ha! Gross. <laughs> as soon as I put that together, or I read that. I was like, Zoe's gonna fucking love this. No, I don't. I don't love it. You should. I'm upset. You should. I'll call it Laurel. I'm very very upset. I'll call it the Laurel Hall. And mausoleum is what I'll call it. The episode. Oh, I yawned. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? You had to tell me about the fucking stud place. So that's, that's true. I did have to 
talk to you about that. Get, so. get wrecked. I had to live it. Cry me a river. It might be why I'm so fucking weird. One of the many reasons. <laughs> I was about to say, that's not the <laughs> only one. No, God, no. Yeah. Okay, great. Gross. Are you happy? I mean, I mean like... Yeah, no, I mean, it was great. It okay. was absolutely fantastic. Okay. I'm just really confused as to why they're in the house. Because, like, all in all, I guess he was right. Like, they did all come back to the house. They sure did, just not in the right form. Whoops. Oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Kind of makes me uncomfortable. Makes me uncomfortable, too. It was really good, though. Okay, great. I also would throw a painting at a child if they stuck their tongue out at me. I'm glad we're all on the same page, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's, fuck. So that's the house. Yeah. I just yawned. Sorry. That's going to be really weird in the in the post-processing. All right. Yeah, um, well. Thank you for coming and moving around along. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> this right here, right that's now. Impressive. <laughs> as it fucking should be. <laughs> it's part of the episode where we give shout out to our newest Patreon members. And we do uh, have, ah! a, have the newest Patreon member today. Welcome, Marissa. Hi. To the party. Sup, nerd. Isn't that your friendo there? It is, yes. Yeah, I maybe screamed um, a little bit when I I, got the email. I went to look at it, and then I saw that um, it had already been opened. So I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was me. And it was you. You You already did the thing, so that's cool. Absolutely. And then I screamed. Great. About it. Great. So, hey, thanks for coming to the party. Thank you for... Um, all the things, virtual, uh, personal virtual high five. That's the thing. Cool. Great. Thanks. Cool. Awesome. I was scrolling through to make sure I like, I got the Patreon thing correct. Okay. So <laughs> if you all, <coughs> cough, cough, cough. If you also want to get a shout out in our, um, in this spot on our podcast, please be sure to set up for any level of Patreon and you'll get a shout out right here, right now. And then if you also want to support us, that's not monetary value, but you can take, you know, just like a couple minutes to like help us out and that would be like really nice you can head on over to apple Podcasts and like leave a rate and review and then you can also like go over to spotify and leave like a rate and review and then if if like you're listening to any anywhere else about us do the thing yeah because like if you like what we do you know you could like rate or review i really hated all of that and i was committed and i couldn't stop <laughs> yeah i know so then i just was like well this is what we do now this is our life this let's, is it let's this ne- is our hell actually let's just never do that again all right your turn okay great cool i'm totally on board with like never doing that again okay good i'm glad hey can you stop knitting crocheting yeah it's crocheting i'm putting it down so so like my thing this week i'm covering king's tavern in natchez mississippi because mississippi was pretty fun to, to look at, read, talk, do things. So you mean this place to, is what you mean to tell me? You picked another another <laughs> you picked oh. another Mississippi place. I did. Because yes, a lot of good Mississippi places. Because you want to hear me say the joke? Don't you fucking do it! Don't you fucking do it! No, no. But but you're the only Mississippi yet, Sippy. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> hey, you want to hear something wackadoodle? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll express that when I get to that point in the story then. Wait. Okay. So what? What? Huh? I know I can't trust you. Now I don't know. No, you shouldn't trust me. What? Are you going to uh, tell me anyways? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, ju- I'm just going to tell you. So um, I have a friend. Is it a trigger warning? Yes. 
Actually, this is a real life trigger warning for me. Um, trigger. I have a friend of mine. Trigger. Who, trigger warning. This is a tr- this trigger story warning. is a trigger warning. D- uh, no, this I uh, set the story aside for thirty seconds. Uh, real life trigger warning for like something I'm about to talk about that happened in uh, my circle of people. Okay. So I have a friend of mine who um, recently um, some some stuff went down um, and a person that they were residing with, I'm not going to give names, um, killed themselves. Aww. And uh, they, it was their partner, and they donated the furniture that they had to us because they're moving. So I currently have a lot of furniture from a very small apartment where someone died very violently. Uh, and I've had a lot of weird shit happen the last four days. It's been in my house. So are you fucking relevant. joking? No. No. You see you see the couch in the background? Yeah. That's one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. let's say where the fuck did that Oh my god. What the yeah. fuck? So that is relevant because I was doing these notes at uh, six o'clock this morning and when I get to the point in the story I will tell you what happened to me at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so. oh oh my god okay go yeah. ahead yep okay so this place this king's tavern is located at 613 jefferson street natchez mississippi 39120 in case you ever want to visit so the king's tavern let's of course start with the history as we always do is one of the oldest buildings or excuse me it is the oldest building in the oldest city in mississippi on the mississippi river mississippi was- why are you like this <laughs> Why are you like this? Because. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. Why are you like this? Because. So, it was built in seventeen in the 1760s with wood from old flatboats that were used to bring goods down the river to Natchez and on to New Orleans before the days of steamboats. Because, fun fact, the Mississippi River, the Ohio and Mississippi river, Rivers both flow south, and merchants of the flatboats either had to pay a team of horses to literally drag their boats upstream against the current or just disassemble their boats and sell the wood fun fact because steamboats didn't exist oh okay that makes sense yeah yeah isn't that fancy yeah yeah so actually some of that wood is how the building came to be they bought some of it and was like yeah yeah let's just it's fine let's build it so the king's tavern which was also called the bledsoe house because the bledsoes are the ones that built it actually as a house and then it converted the who it served as a it converted What's the Bledsoe? Who's the Bledsoe's? Yeah, it's the last name. It's just oh. the last name. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right, cool. Yeah. So it served as a private residence, then as a mail house slash post office thing, and then a tavern. So in 1789, Richard King purchased the building from the Bledsoe's and opened the first tavern and inn there, like in the entire city of uh, Natchez. But he also kept the building as a mail house. So people would get their mail delivered to the inn and then... Oh, there's a kitty outside. Up. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. He was cute. Okay. <laughs> so they would get their mail delivered. Um, so people would just like congregate and hang out and just spend time there because, you know, it's a mail. It's a place for you to chill and like read your mail and talk to everybody and just like a social gathering place, right? Yeah. That sounds like a pretty cool spot to hang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big chilling. Yeah. So Richard King and his wife enjoyed a semi-celebrity type status and were just very well respected by the people in the community that they served. But of course, with all good things, something shitty always has to happen or else we wouldn't talk about it. 
So due to the sheer amount of people that traveled up and down the Natchez Trace, uh, highwaymen would haunt the trace looking for somebody to rob and or murder. Hi- highwayman. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Highwayman. It sounded like you said high women. I was like, the what? <laughs> the what now? The women, I'm there. You got it. Oh, no. Oh, no. The women. The women. <laughs> the women. So the most notorious group that, haunt- that hunted slash haunted the trace and visited the tavern were the Harp Brothers. So these boys were the literal worst of the worst. Like, they were not motivated by just financial gain. They were motivated by violence and hurt and torture. And, like, that was was their shtick. That was their thing. So these guys would kill entire families all along the roads of Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Damn. So just all over everywhere. So there are stories of Micah or, like, his nickname was Big Harp. Here's a little bit of a trigger warning, like the next, like, two minutes. Oh, uh, really? Trigger warning. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Just like, like, well, maybe not two minutes, but like a little bit. Okay. So there are stories of him killing his own daughter for crying too loud. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Now here's the big, the big bad. There's, in one notable case, he yelled at a woman to quiet her screaming baby she couldn't because the baby was colicky or upset or something. So he grabbed like grabbed the kid from her, pushed her down, took it by its little feetsies, and spun it around in a circle until he hit it against a wall, killing it. Oh my god! Yeah. From there, he deposited the corpse to the mother, went and sat back down, finished his drink. It's rumored that this happened in the King's Tavern. Oh my god, that's fucked up. Yes. That's a not liter- a good situation. That's a literal like fucking sociopath. Holy shit! Absolutely, this man was a fucking serial killer, hundred percent. So in 1799, Big Harp was hunted down and killed by a posse near Henderson, Kentucky. His body was mounted and displayed on a pole at a crossroad, which is still called to this day Harp's Head Road. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so his little brother Wiley Little, because big and little, stupid people are so original. Uh, Harp, Wiley Harp, <laughs> escaped and joined up with the Sam Mason gang, which was another notorious Trace outlaw group. So Mason was known for murders almost as violent as the Harps, and he would often leave messages in the blood of his victims saying, done by Mason of the woods. So nobody's having a good time. Man, this is what's this story fucking blows. All right. Yeah. Is rough. So in 1803, Mississippi Territorial Governor William C.C. Caliborn put out a $2,000 reward for Mason. So Little Harp and James May, another member of the gang, decided that, oh, shoot, they were going to get that money. So they killed Sam Mason, cut off his head, and presented it in Greenville. It was positively identified as Sam Mason, but somebody in the crowd recognized Little Harp, and both of the men were arrested on the spot. Oh, my God. They were tried, convicted, and sentenced to death by hanging. Their heads were then mounted and displayed on poles at opposite ends of the trace to try and keep people from being outlaws. Jesus, that's nasty. That's got a fucking reek. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. What do you mean? So, uh, records show that Sam Mason and Little Harp both hit in Yezu and Walnut Hill, which is now Vicksburg, during their crime sprees. So, it's very likely that they spent time in the King's Tavern. Uh, no paper records were kept for us to prove that theory. Um, and even then, I can't imagine they'd be stupid enough to use their real names when they stayed somewhere. So, 
The inn itself ran until 1817 when Richard King sold the building to the Postalwaith family, who converted it back into a private residence. And they renovated it and began living there in 1823 for like 150 years, a couple generations. In 1973, the building was once again sold, this time to the Natchez Pilgrimage Garden Club, and it eventually became a tavern and restaurant again to serve the locals and visitors. The original name was used, and under new ownership, the King's Tavern reopened in the fall of 2013. So the owners, Chef Regina Carboneau, Car- some fucking wild name, uh, and her husband Doug, used a uh, like farm-to-table concept and used locally sourced quality ingredients. They offer specialty flatbreads made in a wood-fired brick oven they had installed, salads, desserts, and they make their own small batch liquors as well as craft cocktails. Oh my god. Shit. Can I'm you so sorry. Tell that bitch. Get Help. the fuck out of here. Dumpster cat. He's, I don't know what's happening to him. He's stressing me out. So uh, my next line is, she haunted. You did say that. You did, in fact, yeah. put that. But tell me how it's haunted. Yeah. She is haunted. So, as with most old as dirt places, guest figured visitors and workers will see shadow people nonstop. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, anything as small as a movement out of the corner of your eye to full blown, full body apparitions. That is what, in fact, I saw peeking around the corner at me this morning was a shadow person. Are you fucking serious? Yep, I was sitting right over here, right there. And this fucking corner right here, somebody just leaned out and then leaned back. No. I didn't. E- I wasn't even sure that's what it was for a second. And I was like, that's not real. Then I was like, but it, it kind of was real. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it was because it was early and I was tired. I don't know. But that happened this morning and it scared the shit out of me. Um, I, I, it didn't feel scary. It just like when my brain caught up with that was a face. It was, huh, that was a face. Oh, my. I'm crying. Are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No, that happened. So, you so mean to, that that was kind of scary. So you mean to tell me that instead of telling me that, you just started, about, started talking about, you want to tell me about horse sex at the beginning of the fucking episode. Yeah, I had to set it up right. <laughs> the, I can't handle these emotional roller coasters you fucking put me on. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And I, I thought it was weird because, like, I've been having trouble sleeping. And I was like, that's kind of strange, huh? Yep. So there you go. Okay. I experienced my first shadow person and it was in my house. Um. Cool. Um. <laughs> I don't know how to process this. Uh, I don't know either. I'm still kind of like, what? Hmm. If it happens again, then I'll know there's actually something. I'm wondering if maybe it was just I was really tired because like I did sleep like three or four hours, so I don't know. Uh, like part of me is like content, content, but the other part of me is like, no, not in your house. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I wasn't. It didn't scare me. Didn't feel bad. I mean, you might. It was have, like the end of the world. You, I don't know. You might have to be our next interviewee on our episode. No, that's one thing that's happened to me. We're fine. I've had something touch me and uh, something look at me around a corner. It's nothing super scary. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Let's hope that it's just looking and not touching. You gotta pay to me. touch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you- if it, if it like, moves anything, it's like, no, nah, you you can pay rent, my guy. Like, no. <laughs> We're All right. fine. All right. Let's, we'll keep an eye on this development and we'll uh, yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the 13th of August, I'm having a yard sale, so hopefully it won't be my problem then. It'll be fine. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> it's going to be fine. 
So, some people, in addition to the shadow people, have reported hearing a crying baby. I'm assuming uh, that this is the child that Big Harp murdered in the building. God uh, the crying it. always takes place in the upstairs area of the tavern where the guest rooms were when it operated. The crying only happens when no one is upstairs. Ugh. Now, let me tell you about Madeline. Who the fuck is that? So, Madeline is the most famous ghost that resides at King's Tavern. Uh, so, not only after she started to work there. Oh, God. I skipped a whole fucking sentence. Re- just control, delete everything. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not taking that out. That's <laughs> Go ahead. The story goes that she was a beautiful young woman hired by Mr. King for her beauty. So not long after she started to work there, the two started to, like, have sex. Ugh. Because, you know, that's what you do when your marriage vows don't mean anything. Ugh. So, of course, when Mrs. King found out, she was fucking pissed. I'd be uh, pretty mad, too. Yeah. So, but instead of, of course, taking it out on her husband, which would have been the thing that she should have done, she decided to kill Madeline. I, I, both? Right? It should have been- That would make sense. It should have been both. Huh. Anywho. So, okay. At, after Madeline was dead, Mrs. King had the body stuffed inside the wall of a fireplace and the knife that was used put in the fireplace as well. Okay. So I have a theory that she had to have had a couple people help her. I don't know if she like paid somebody to do the murder, if she did the murder herself or what, but I imagine she probably had to have someone help put her in the fireplace um, or at least like unbrick the fireplace. Right. That would make sense, right? Right. In my head, that makes a lot of sense. And then, fun fact, in the 1930s, there was renovations happening in the building. Three skeletons were uncovered behind the fireplace. What the fuck? Two male, one female, and a Spanish jeweled dagger was also found. Where the two guys come from? I don't know. I think she killed them to keep them quiet. I think so, too. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. So no one's completely certain about the two men, but the Natchez residents are certain that the female is Madeline. 100% certain. Okay. So now visitors will see a young woman in old-fashioned clothing wandering around the tavern. They'll also see a woman's face suddenly appear in windows or mirrors, usually Uh, behind them, just for extra spooks. That's the one I hate so fucking much. Yes. Um, This is something that I've never heard before. Um... People, when they go to get in their bed, it's warm. Like, Ew. there's a warm spot in the bed. Ew. Like, someone was laying there. Ew. I don't, I don't that one's gross and weird, and I don't like it very much, so. Don't, don't pee-pee in my bed. No, I, I, I think it's just a, haha. she's like, she was keeping the bed warm for you. I was, I was making a joke about, like, warm spots of water. You're like, who peed in the pool? I was making that same joke. I'm sorry, I'm tired. Ew. Okay. No, it's okay. It, was, right. it made sense. All right. I'm just stupid. No, you're not. What the fuck? Just thinking about that fucking shadow face now. Sorry. (laughs) So after the bodies were found in the fireplace, right? Yeah. They were taken out and buried properly and respectfully. So now, however, there have been reports that the fireplaces will emit heat as if it's burning wood. But it's not used for that anymore. It's a decorative fireplace now. Like, they don't burn anything in it. So that doesn't make sense. And it's hot like a fireplace. That's really fucked up. Yeah, I don't like it. They also credit Madeline with most, if not all, of the mischief that takes place there. So Madeline likes to walk across your freshly mopped floor. Bitch. 
So her little footprints show up in your floor, your nice pretty mopped floor, Ugh. her little bare ass footprints. No, gross. She likes to turn faucets on or off. <laughs> Depending on what you want, she'll do the other thing. So <laughs> if your faucet's on like you're rinsing vegetables, she turns it off. What a dick. Yeah. Or if you just turned it off because you're filling up a pot, you go back to the stove and she turns the faucet on. It's rude. Rude. She's been known to pour water from the ceiling, either on or near you. Wait, what? So she's like poltergeist? Kind of, sort of. Like, she's not violent. She just does stuff that she thinks is fun. That's really weird. That's a weird yeah. one. Absolutely. That one, I was like, I don't like that very much. She likes to knock jars off of shelves, which okay. I imagine if it was glass jars, the first time they broke, they probably went, we're buying fucking plastic now. Yep. Hmm. She also loves to open and close doors when no one's near enough to have done it themselves. Especially, like, doors that are really hard to open. She loves to, like, push the doors open. And then when people are like, hey, like, it's the staff. They're like, Madeline, come on. She'll shut or open the door the way it was before. That's crazy. So that's kind of fun. <sighs> now here's, here's the not good one. The not fun one. Because, of course... So some people have seen a mean-looking ginger man in a top hat wander around. Oh, no. Yeah. He's always accompanied with a feeling of malicious intent. So it's assumed that it's either Big or Little Harp, one of the harps. Or maybe even Sam Mason. It's possible. He's seen wearing a dark jacket, pants, and a black tie string. Okay. So, like, specific enough that they know what he looks like. Ah, That's creepy. I Mm. fucking hate that. So some people have reported being touched, having their hair tugged, or being pushed. This is usually accompanied by a tightness in their neck and shoulders or a pressure on their chest right before or after it happens. Ew. He will also appear in photos taken directly in front of the fireplace or near the fireplace where the bodies were found. And he's always behind the people in the photo. So you just see this like really tall guy in a black top hat in your pictures. What a, what a photobombing asshole. Oh, absolutely. He ruins all of them. Okay. Some people have reported dishes being thrown, and it's always uh, aggressive, so they attribute it to him. Uh, okay, so like, so like aggressive throwing, it's dickhead, and then if it's like yeah. playful throwing, it's Madeline. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. I suppose. How do you, uh, yeah, how so. do you, how do you playfully throw a plate? All right, anyways. I don't know, into the sink full of water? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That would make sense to me. Okay. All right, so that's the uh, the King's Tavern in Mississippi. Mrs. Pissy at Zippy. Why? <laughs> eh. I'm sorry. So there we go. Thank you for listening to my story. No, thank you for telling me your story. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you and all that you do. You too. I also want to... All right, are we done? Are you done? Yeah, I'm okay. done. That was the end. All right, I want to give a shout out to Rena. She had surgery... Oh, shit, dog. On her, she had, like, a, her sinuses got cleared out. So, like, ah, hi, Rena. Thanks. Feel better, dog. Thanks for listening to our episodes. You're very sweet. You're cool. I'm gonna miss you. Aww. Yeah, she got a new job. Aww. Making so much more money. Get it, dog. And she's gonna be so much Killing happier. It. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm tired and I gotta edit these videos. Yeah, uh, these Gross. Audio and put them up. Yeah. So, can we cut the pineapple, as, as your husband yeah. always says? Absolutely. I'm content to do that. Great. All right. So 
Um, if you want to check us out, please be sure to head over to our website at www.hauntherbrillyknowher.com. We have a contact page. If you would like to drop an episode suggestion, you are more than welcome to do that. Or if you would like to even just drop a funny joke, you can do that too. I love punny jokes and sometimes dad jokes. They do make me laugh. And the matter that I am about the joke means that's how good it was. That's true. I can attest. Okay, great. Uh, you can also check us out on our social media at H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. I'm on Instagram. Zoe's on Twitter. And there you have it. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Great. So glad Great. we're here. Me too. Happy to exist. I need to go the fuck to sleep. Everyone, yes, you do. Everyone go to bed. Go to bed. Go to sleep. I don't go. care if it's 8 a.m. <laughs> I don't care if you just woke up and started listening to this. Go the fuck to sleep. Okay. Go to bed. All right. You ready? Yeah. Until next time. Haunt her. I barely know her. One of those, uh, what's shadow, that horse's name? Shadow people? No. Dragon Pulse. <laughs> the shadow people in your apartment. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Shadow person. It was just one. Mm, we'll see. Mm. Hmm. Hmm.